Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Friday, January 28th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. In and out in less than 10 minutes, like we always promise, even on a busy Friday. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined like I usually am on Friday with Joe Fortenball. How are you, man? I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing? Back from vacation. It's good to have you back in the saddle. Yeah, it is good to be back. One day. One, one day and then we we're off on Saturday. So it's just a nice little ease into the, the process. But um, I was firing a little bit and so still immersed in, in everything going on. So let's start in the NFL, obviously. That's the big conference championship weekend. Uh, epic, epic football last weekend, especially from a gambling perspective. Four games all decided on the final play. Just remarkable. So where do we go from here, you know, in terms of a handicapping perspective? I don't love anything here. I leaned the over in the Chiefs-Bengals game, but it's hard for me to, like, really love anything here. In the AFC Championship, I'm looking at Cincinnati plus seven and a half or better. Uh, everywhere you look as of Friday morning, no Bengal money has been coming in. The number continues to tick up, so you might be able to get Cincinnati plus eight at some point. Keep that in mind. If you like the Chiefs, you had to play them at seven because you're not going to get a better number. The look ahead for this game was Kansas City minus six, minus six and a half. And that was after we saw the Bengals look shaky against Tennessee. And Kansas City winning a close game against Buffalo was probably the most expected of the outcomes based on the point spread. So moving through the key number seven, I like Cincinnati. I know the big knock on them is that they gave up nine sacks and they can't protect. Huge problem, but they're aware of that problem. They're going to spend the week working to address that and work around it. Checkdowns to Joe Mixon. I like him going over three and a half receptions and over 27 and a half receiving yards, but getting seven and a half or better, I think the back door's open. Tyron Matthew, we're not sure if he's going to play. Kansas City's defense, eh, average, giving up about 26 points per game over their last six. It's a half unit play at Cincinnati plus seven and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on that defensive. Uh you know, outlook. I, I I think we can see some points. I think they're going to put the ball in Burrow's hand. I mean, obviously Josh Allen was spectacular last weekend, but anytime they've faced a good quarterback, they've struggled. And frankly, since he beat them at home during the regular season near the end of the year. So there's a lot to like with that since he side. If it gets above seven, I will see that. I'm not sure it totally will get to seven and a half and eight. We'll see. We'll see. I, I just know the Sharps will pounce, or I shouldn't say no. I would imagine they would. So um, I wonder if odds makers are reluctant to go there, especially because it's the second or third most key number in all of NFL betting. But what about the uh, NFC here? I mean, I think the values on the Niners at three and a half, if you will. Um, I, I'm just not ready to pull the trigger yet, but it's hard to it's hard to look away from six straight wins by the Niners in this matchup. I'm looking at them as well. It is, I will say it's a bit concerning that three and a half's out there and didn't immediately move to three. Like, remember when we were talking about Georgia and Alabama you know, they put three out there, uh, but Sharps jumped all over Alabama plus the three. Generally, when you're dancing around that number in marquee games like this, the move is made early and that's it. And with three and a half continuing to sit there, yeah, I find that a bit intriguing, but I do like the Niners. I think this was the, I don't think any team benefited better from what happened last weekend than they did. They played on a Saturday. 
And instead of having to go all the way to Tampa for their seventh road game in their last nine outings, they get to go to LA, which is a short flight. And they have the extra day of rest. And that stadium is going to have more red and gold than it is Ram support. It, that, that's already, I mean, that's a fact. That's how it was last time out. That's how it's going to be. So the, the home field advantage to the Rams is going to be virtually nothing here. Uh, Shanahan, six straight, five is an underdog against McVay. The ability to run the ball, the ability to play defense. Niners plus three and a half. I like Cam Akers under 63 and a half rushing yards. He's averaging 20 attempts per game in two playoff games since he came back, but he's averaging less than three yards a carry. He hasn't top 55 rushing yards in either game. He's got fumble issues, which is a concern. And at the same time, the Niners rank sixth in the NFL in opponent yards per rushing attempt. So I see Akers under 63 and a half. I'm also going to bet yes on Stafford to throw an INT. It's only minus 110 because he hasn't thrown a pick in either of the last two games. He's been clean. So we're getting a discounted price here for a guy who was really shaky late in the season. And in both meetings against the Niners, he was picked off not once, but twice. So four INTs against the San Francisco defense. I'll bet Stafford to throw at least one INT at minus 110. I like the Jimmy G under passing yards. I know the, the second meeting what he went over, but that was because of that big second half and they had to come back from behind. So I'm on the yeah. I'm on the under 232 and a half. In terms of the NBA tonight, uh, I do like the Rockets and Blazers over. I mean, it's a big number, 233 and a half, but I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of points. In terms of some of the marquee games, I lean to the Heat, maybe first half against the Clips, laying a shorter number. Clippers have really been slow starters on this road trip. Uh, I do like Memphis minus four at Utah, against Utah in Memphis. Anything else stand out to you? Yeah, in order of how much I like them, Bucks in the first half minus five over the Knicks. Bad loss for Milwaukee Wednesday night at Cleveland, so I like them to come out firing here. They're the only team in the NBA scoring 60 points per game in the first half when playing at home. They rank number one in the NBA in first half point differential. They rank number one in the NBA in first half point differential at home. 16 and nine against the spread at home in the first half of this season. I think the Knicks are in big trouble. I really do. They're starting to talk in New York about the trade deadline, moving Julius Randle. The season has not gone the way they were hoping it would go. And they're playing their fourth game in six nights here. They haven't been great in the first half this season. Bucks minus five first half over Knicks. I'm also going to look at two big favorites tonight. The Heat minus seven, seven and a half against the Clippers. Hate the spot for the Clippers. Sixth stop in an eight-game road trip, which has actually gone pretty well. They're three and two. I think that's a negative because now you get to Miami for a couple nights. Maybe you go out and enjoy yourself because you're doing well. The Heat have been a freight train. They've won 13 of 17. They've covered nine of their last 11. They're top seven in O rating, D rating, and net rating. They're playing fantastic basketball right now. I like them to jump all over the Clippers. And I will lay the bigger number, which is around eight and a half, nine, with the Suns over the Timberwolves. Minnesota in a really tough spot. Third road game in four nights. Uh, on Tuesday, they played at Portland. Last night, they're at Golden State. Now they're at Phoenix. The Suns were off on Thursday. They're riding an eight-game winning streak during which time they're winning by an average of 12 points per game. So Bucks first half minus five over the Knicks, Heat minus seven over the Clippers, Suns minus eight and a half over the T-Wolves. Yeah, I like that Heat play. I mentioned first half. I, I, it is. It should get away from We'll see if Butler plays, but um, that, that's quite a bit of info. So that's good on the NBA card. Obviously looking ahead to Sunday, but that'll do it for this edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Joe, I'll see you on TV later at 6 Eastern on ESPN2, and best of luck to everyone this weekend. 